Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Just kidding. How many of you grew up hearing or maybe even possibly fearing this folklore legend? I know I did. However, for me, the fear didn't stem from the possibility of the ghost of Mary I of England appearing behind me as I chanted her name in my dimly lit bathroom. Instead, it was from this idea that something or someone from another realm was able to enter into my reality from this reflective piece of glass that was hanging on my wall. And I have this exact same fear when it comes to windows as well. Ever since I was young, I always had this unexplainable fear of mirrors and windows. To this day, I still face away from windows when I'm lying in bed at night, and I shut my eyes each time I have to pass a mirror in the middle of the night. It is believed and quite honestly heavily accepted that mirrors, windows, doorways, and closets can all act as entrances into other dimensions. Chances are many of us have probably experienced chills when walking through certain doorways or had to take a second glance when walking past mirrors and have probably been spooked out by the idea of a monster living in our closets. So are these everyday household infrastructures portals into other dimensions? And if they are, then why the heck are we putting them into our homes? First, let's talk a bit about portals. What are they and why should we care? Portals are natural openings throughout the multiverse where spirits and other dimensional beings can enter into the physical realm and vice versa, except most humans don't possess the capabilities to be able to successfully transport between realms. In technical terms, a portal is an area of space that has a four-dimensional vibrational frequency, but it is located within the three-dimensional physical plane. It is when our three-dimensional material plane and the four-dimensional etheric plane merge into one through the aid usually of a shift in energy concentration. Portals can be located within humans, usually when humans bring outwardly beings into our dimension. I've been there, I've done that, oops. Or portals may exist in physical objects or infrastructures, and that would include like mirrors, doorways, closets, windows, etc. Portals can also exist in the form of vortex, which are areas of high energy concentrations that are located throughout our globe, and they are caused by gravitational anomalies. And these are places like the Great Pyramids of Egypt, the Bermuda Triangle, Stonehenge in England, and the North and South Poles. Vortexes or vortices have these energetic concentrations that are so powerful that it can literally distort light waves. So why should we actually care if we encounter a portal? Like who cares? What does that do to us if we're in an area where the energy concentration has transformed in some way? Well, in the simplest sense, again, Again, portals emerge because there has been a change of energy in that location. According to Albert Einstein, energy never dies. It is merely transformed. An individual who is healthy emits a different energy than someone who is sick, who emits a different energy than someone who has passed on. The same way that low vibrational people emit different energies than enlightened high vibrational people. So it's no wonder that highly spiritual locations like Egypt, Peru, they're said to hold these vortex 
vortexes because the energy concentration in those places is so high and so enlightened. But the same is true for certain places and areas where a lot of people have been sick or died, like war zones or even hospitals. They hold portals that may be radiating frequencies that are attracting more negative and low vibrational entities into those places. Now, changes in energy make earthly beings like humans more susceptible to encounters from four-dimensional beings, and that's because the two planes, the third dimension and the fourth dimension, merge in this specific location. And because of the increase of influxes of plasma light, also known as the ascension process, the veil between the physical world and the spirit world is thinning. Therefore, the different planes of existence, like the third dimension and the fourth dimension, and even higher dimensions are merging more frequently. And as if increased encounters from other dimensional beings wasn't scary enough for most of us, fair vibrational energy can rapidly alter the energy of our homes, our workplaces, our cities, our countries, and the whole world. Because of the law of polarity, these portals can attract good and evil entities, and their energies can very much dictate the course of our projected reality when they become embodied within us in the form of human portals or when they enter into our homes and living spaces in the form of physical portals. Now, I do want to discuss the various forms of portals, specifically the ones I know best, which are mirrors, windows, and doors. But just because I don't have any experience with it, I do want to say a PSA to everyone. Please still be weary of the monsters that are existing in your closet. So first, let's discuss mirrors. It is believed that the first metal-backed glass mirror was produced in Lebanon in the first century AD. Obviously, different cultures have different interpretations about the abilities of mirrors. Like the notorious, if you break a mirror, you'll be granted seven years of bad luck, which came from the Romans. And according to Jewish religious texts, it is believed that the soul can actually enter through reflective surfaces. Then we have the Mayans who used obsidian mirrors in their ritual ceremonies as a way to connect with their ancestors. Ancestors. Personally, I believe the mirrors are more than just decorative pieces used for vanity. We've watched the movies, we've listened to the legends, and we've heard the superstitions. If you break a mirror, you'll be granted seven years of bad luck. If you break a mirror, your soul will become trapped in that mirror. You must cover mirrors with a black sheet when someone in your family dies. Other dimensional beings can access your reality through mirrors. Souls of the dead can become trapped in mirrors. There's a whole other world existing existing within mirrors with an alternative version of ourselves living there, or even the idea that our souls project out of the body and into the mirrors in the form of a reflection. So what exactly is it about mirrors that make them so appealing to other dimensional beings? Well, let's look a bit at the construction of mirrors. Today, mirrors are made of glass, obviously, that has been coated on one side with a thin layer of reflective silver or aluminum plate. And most older mirrors also have a silver metal coating back. Now, I am testing my high school chemistry knowledge a little bit, but silver has the highest electrical and terminal conductivity of any metal on the periodic table. Silver also has the lowest contact resistance of all metals. Silver atoms and electrons are not densely packed, so when light waves hit, it allows the electrons to move and reflect. However, many spiritual theorists believe that other dimensional beings vibrate at a 
higher ultraviolet range of frequency. Since UV light frequencies are fast, they can pass through the mirror instead of merely being reflected. And because of the ease these UV light rays have to merely pass through reflective surfaces, other dimensional beings can use mirrors as these transport portals to enter into and out of our world. And since this explanation obviously does not account for doors, windows, closets, and other types of portals, I just want to clarify that a spiritual portal can form from any place that draws or generates a lot of energy. Just think about all the lingering energy existing on your clothes that are hanging in your closet or the energies that have entered the door of your home and all those vibrational stairs that have looked in and out of your windows. Now, let's go back to mirrors. I want to share a few personal stories that I have about mirrors as portals. I remember as a kid, I used to always feel this disconnect from the reflection that I saw staring back at me whenever I looked in a mirror. It was weird, almost like the person on the other side of the mirror wasn't actually me. And I guess that is kind of accurate considering it's just supposed to be reflection and not an actual embodiment of myself. But as I would slowly walk out of the frame of the mirror, it seemed like my reflection would also exit into another existence. It was as if she was living in an alternate reality. Like there was this whole world existing within this other frame. A darker world, it seemed. A scarier world kind of like the upside down in Stranger Things. But that's it. Other than my fear of looking into mirrors at night and my disconnection from my reflective self, I had never experienced anything supernatural with my portal experiences until a few years ago that was. So a little bit about me. I grew up in a very traditional Western European household where superstitions were widely accepted. Seeing a black cat was bad luck, walking under ladders was bad luck, breaking a mirror was bad luck. So I'm sure you could assume how fucking panicked I was when a mirror randomly broke in my hands while I was on a trip in Ibiza a few years ago. That whole trip was a whole paranormal adventure on its own. Random specks of light were falling from the ceiling. Technology was breaking. We would hear loud thuds at all hours of the day. Cords were flying out of the wall sockets. Things were going missing. It was an absolute disaster. But there was this mirror that was hanging in our bathroom. It wasn't antique. It was just a basic light mirror with a small little frame around it. One day we were getting ready to go out and I obviously wanted to use the mirror to apply some makeup and do my hair. So I'm short, I'm 5'2", and the mirror was placed quite high, so I couldn't get a good, oh my god, like I couldn't get a good look of myself with the mirror hanging on the wall. So I decided to take the mirror off the wall and kind of like lean it against the wall on the floor, and I sat on the floor and did my makeup. And then one of those loud thuds happened, and it was so weird, like the mirror was still on the wall, and I just lifted up the mirror in both of my hands, and I'm looking at my reflection, and then all of a sudden, the mirror cracked in my hands. And obviously my immediate reaction was like one of those lifelong jokes where it's like your reflection's so ugly it literally broke a mirror. Like that's what I thought. But then all that's going through my head, it's like, oh my God, I'm in my early 20s. I'm about to spend the remainder of my 20s with seven years of bad luck. And of course, bad luck at any age isn't ideal, but I don't know. I was young. I wanted to have fun. I was like, I'm about to spend the remainder of my 20s just suffering bad luck after bad luck. And it's been two years now since that occurred. And I just want to confirm that the superstition is false because 
these actually have been quite the best years of my life, like the best two years of my life. But to this day, I kind of still wonder like why that mirror broke in my hands. And it wasn't really until I was scrolling through Facebook a few weeks ago, actually, that I think I discovered the answer. So we all know that pets are notorious for reacting to mirrors. I originally thought pets were just reacting to their own reflections. But what if pets are actually seeing other reflections in the mirror that aren't their own? Anyways, I was scrolling through Facebook Facebook, and this woman posted a photo of her cat standing in front of a broken mirror. She said that when she got home from work, she found the mirror broken and her cat was guarding it. So I decided to start reading the comments and everyone was saying that the cat prevented some entity from entering into her home. Pretty messed up, right? So that got me thinking about my Ibiza experience. I obviously didn't see some entity crawling through the mirror as I was holding it. But what if my higher self broke it or one of my spirit guides to protect me? What if whatever spirits were already in the room broke it? to prevent more spirits from entering? Or what if the spirits in the room broke the mirror so that they could remain in the room with us? I just got goosebumps even thinking about that. Now, I just have one more question to ask. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who shattered my mirror in Ibiza? So if you're already thinking about removing all the mirrors from your home to prevent these entities from using them as portals, just remember that closets, doors, and windows can also act as portals. Closets, doors, and windows are places where energy is magnified. What is super interesting about windows and doors specifically, though, is that, they, that they're that they used to act as a barrier between our inside space and the outdoors, with the exception of doors, obviously, that are used to like separate rooms in our home. But what if that's exactly what they are, just barriers between our three-dimensional reality and the worlds beyond what we see projected before us? When my dog was a puppy, there was this window in our old home home that he used to always bark at. The window faced the brick wall of our neighbor's house, so there was never any human movement there. But even with the blinds shut and no noises from outside, my dog would stand in front of this window and bark aggressively and repeatedly. What was even more interesting was that he would lie as far away as possible from this window. It's as if there was an entity already in the room with him. And sixth sense or not, dogs do bark at almost anything and everything. But if windows aren't portals, how would you explain the many cultural practices surrounding windows? There are a lot of ancient cultures, especially the ones that practice magic, that draw singles on windows to actually close any existing portals that exist there. And I know a lot of Catholic households during cleansings and blessings use holy water and they spray it profusely on these windowsills to prevent any bad energies from coming into the home. And that's just the start. I remember as a kid, my family was painting the upstairs of our home and my room was getting repainted. And I wanted to like kind of like rear the furniture in my room and I wanted my bed to face the window in my room and my mom right away was like no you can't do it like negative spirits are going to come in and take you in the middle of the night and I'm like what the heck what do you mean I don't know how I think I was maybe like 10 or 11 at the time and she told me this story actually in Portugal when she was a kid where children whose feet faced the window at night apparently negative entities would come in and take the children. And like, I remember this so vividly, but the way she said it was like, oh, the devil's going to come in at night and take you if your feet are facing outside the window. And okay, obviously... 
at the time, I thought my mother was completely insane. She always has these crazy stories that she shared as like her experience as a kid living in Portugal. But as I got older and I began to actually research and learn about higher energetic vortexes and these portals and thinning veils, it occurred to me that there may be some truth to these ancient Portuguese legends. Now, I obviously don't think Satan himself enters into the homes of children that are sleeping with their feet facing the windows. I think Satan has better things to do. But what if there are certain sleeping positions or furniture arrangements that actually attract these different dimensional beings into our spaces? And if science has taught us anything, it is that energy is always changing forms. The vibrational frequency of every single thing in this multiverse is constantly shifting. And maybe that slight shift is enough to open a portal in our home and attract spirits, demons, extraterrestrials, shadow people, whatever. And on the opposite end of it, that energetic shift can also bring such abundance, love, and fulfillment into our spaces. And doors are actually a great example of this. Out of all the various forms of portals, doors are the most energized to me. Think about how many times you have walked in and out of your front door. What were your emotions like? What were you bringing into and out of your home? Who visited your home? What frequency were they radiating at? What is so fascinating about doors is that so many cultures throughout history have either heightened or neutralized the frequencies of these portals. In 16th century England, horseshoes were hung to repel witches from entering into your home. To this day, horseshoes continue to be hung on doorways. Obviously not to repel witches anymore, but I think it's now as a form of like good luck and repelling evil entities. In China and Japan, wind chimes are placed in front of doors and are thought to bring about good luck. In Mediterranean cultures, the evil eye is hung to protect your home from bad luck. And the ancient Egyptians would make their home holy by tying cinnamon sticks to their doors. Another ancient cultural example is the book of Exodus in the Bible, which shares the Passover story where the ancient Hebrews marked their doors with blood of a lamb so that God may pass over their homes. Whoever did not mark their doors with blood was faced with the final plague, where God himself apparently killed the firstborn of every household. And I'm actually really intrigued at how all these diverse cultures spanning centuries have adopted this practice in some form. These are highly civilized nations. The Greek, the Romans, the Egyptians, the Chinese, they knew that there is a world beyond what we can perceive. And although tying a cinnamon stick or a horseshoe to your doorway itself may not bring about massive abundance or repel evil entities, it's the intent that these cultures placed onto these objects that gave them this elevated protective frequency. So now that we've examined various forms of portals in our homes, do you think that portals are real? Have you experienced any supernatural or paranormal occurrences around mirrors, windows, doors, and closets? Now that I think about it, the only times I've ever seen figures 
mostly shadow people and spirits in my home, were in front of windows, doorways, and closets. It's almost like I caught them right in the act of entering into and out of my space through these portals. And although I have interacted with some of them, most of these figures just kind of linger by the portals watching me, but also protecting and guarding their interdimensional space. I wonder why that is. It's almost like I can do more damage to their world than they can do to mine. But even if you don't believe in spirits and other dimensional beings entering into your space through a portal, just know that buildings and houses, like people, come with psychological baggage and it tends to accumulate over time. You don't need to believe in ghosts in the literal sense to appreciate the idea that strong emotions and actions expressed in a space might leave a lingering psychic impression there. Your living space may not be haunted by evil spirits, but if you feel stuck there in some way, you might, perhaps, be trying to move through someone else's pile of clutter besides your own. And I'm going to leave you with that to think about. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Now go cleanse your mirrors, windows, doors, and closets.